Welcome to the Ordinary Church Podcast, a podcast for the church and about the church. I'm Connor, and I'm here with Mike. We're excited to be with you. Morning, Mike. Good morning. And today we are jumping into a topic that is uh, probably on a lot of uh, our minds often, and maybe for some of us, not so much on our minds, but the topic is sleep. Sleep as a gift from God, and uh, how should we think about sleep? How important is sleep? Why is it a blessing from God? So, Mike, let me kick it to you. We were just talking a few minutes ago before we started recording about article you've been reading. We also both said that we actually have gotten a decent amount of sleep in the last few <laughs> nights. So um, what's on your mind as we're talking about sleep right now? Well, let me just say, hello, listeners. Let me just say, for the sleep deprived among you, among us, okay, if you're sleep deprived, I cannot say that I'm sleep deprived, and I'll tell you in a minute what that's about, but if you're sleep deprived, and some people are like, I've been sleep deprived for 15 years, you know, I've got kids. Well, we have five kids, and now they're ranging in age from 18 to 29, and so our sleep deprivation happens because it gets too noisy in the house late at night when, when a bunch of people are over, right? Yeah, yep. And we don't have that many kids living at home still, but a lot of people still come over. Um, you do go through times of sleep deprivation, and I will say younger when, I'm, when I was younger, I wouldn't get as much sleep as I needed often, and I would just run on run fumes a lot of times you just go on you know willpower and strength and what have you and i'd go you know four hours five hours six hours whatever and if i got six hours that would be good there'd be times even early on in my ministry i'd be like oh i can get to bed at midnight and still get up at six and still preach and what have you and you can you can only do that for so long and especially as you get older you know you need more sleep a few years back i realized i need more sleep and so i i especially on saturday nights i get to bed at 9 30 at night and I usually try to be like dozing by about 10 because I know I'm going to get up at 5.30 or 6 anyway. But if I could at least be in, in bed for like eight hours. and But see, this week was weird. I, I was telling, you're going to all laugh. I got in bed at 8 o'clock at night two nights in a row, which is like unheard of for me. Okay, <laughs> It's like there's just no way. When I started going to bed at 9.30, I thought, wow, this is so early. But... We were taking a tree down on Monday and I was like exhausted. I was carrying these heavy stones a lot throughout, had to move a lot of things in our backyard to take this tree down. And um, at like eight o'clock I told Angela, I said, I'm like really tired, I'm gonna go to bed. So I get, I wake up at like four in the morning and I've already been, like, but the funny thing is like I wake up at like midnight and I'm like counting, I've already been in bed for four hours. I wanna be up by like four. And then I think I doze till about 5 a.m. But then I had two really good hours of study before my 7 a.m. appointment versus usually I get a one hour of study before my appointments. And then I did it last night. We got home from dinner with some people and I told Angie, I go, I'm going to go to bed. It was like eight o'clock at night. And um, I went to sleep and again, got up at around 4.35 and then and had two really good hours of sleep before my small group this morning. Uh, two, uh, excuse me, two really good hours of study. Now, there's a verse I have in mind, and then I'm going to throw it back to you with a question. But we asked the question, how important is sleep? But I've got a verse in mind in Psalm 127. Some of you may have already thought about this one. But let me just start reading Psalm 127. And it's the second verse I'm, in, I'm interested in, but I want to go to the first one first. Because the first verse really drives and shapes what is said in verse 2. Psalm 127, verse 1, this is the Word of God. Unless the Lord builds the house... Those who build it labor in vain, unless the Lord watches over the city. The watchman stays awake in vain. So it's interesting that you're, you're not sleeping during this time. You're exerting effort, labor, 
is a word that literally means to work severely to the point where you are very, very tired and almost irritated. And then the idea of staying awake is obviously sleeplessness. But it's interesting that in vain is used twice. And it's the idea of just, that's evil. That's, there's a ruinous nature to it. There's an emptiness. There's a, there's a vanity. There's even maybe a worthlessness to that. Okay. Then you get into verse two and the, the same word is used. It is vain. Again, it's worthless. It's de, it could even be deceptive to rise up early and go to, and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil. And anxious toil is the idea of grievous. Um, it's painful. There's a hardship, almost an offense. It's an offensive thing. And it's saying it's, it's vain to do that. And here's the reason why. And this is the, this is the part I'm interested in. For he, God, gives to his beloved sleep. Now, some translations say gives to his beloved even in their sleep. And you could take that to mean he gives you everything you need for the new day, which I think is true when you're sleeping. Uh, you're trusting. You're not doing anything. You're not keeping yourself alive. And so he's giving you everything you need to be alive right then. But also he's strengthening you for the coming day. But if you break down this verse, it says he gives. It's the the idea of um, assigning something to us or or granting something. It's it's a, it's a big word, uh, but he, he kind of grants us this. Okay, he he bestows something upon us. He he permits us to have it. You could even say it's a gift. He gives his beloved, and beloved is a really important word in the Bible, both Old and New Testament the well-loved one, the beloved one, the one whom God loves, he gives them sleep. And this is interesting. This word sleep means sleep. I, I know that's kind of funny, but it literally, it, it means, uh, it comes from a root where it means that something just kind of goes dormant to... Um, to remain in a certain state and, and do nothing. So the idea of sleep, the idea of, uh, you know, figuratively in the Bible, it's used of death even, right? In 1 Thessalonians 4, what about those who have fallen asleep? And that's used as a, uh, a picture, a figure of death. But here it's real sleep, okay? Here it is uh, a real sleep. And and the idea that um, that... You, you, you cease from your labors and you, you take rest, you take, you take sleep. And, and, you know, it's interesting, even Jesus, he talked about the parable of the, the seed growing. He says in Mark 4, 26, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. Verse 27, he sleeps and rises night and day and the seed sprouts and grows. He knows not how. But you go to sleep, you go to sleep and, and you're just, you're dormant. So I guess I, let me throw it to you, Connor. I know, I know at some point this could become like, okay, you're going to put me to sleep with this. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting a little bored. What's the point? Tell me what does sleep mean to you? Okay. I know this is a weird question. No one's ever asked you, I'm sure. What does sleep mean to you? And then I'll answer <laughs> that, the same that question That might be the you. most interesting question you've ever asked me on the what podcast. Does sleep what mean does sleep to you? mean to me? Mm -hmm. Well, I, <laughs> I don't know if I have a great answer. I guess I would, I think of it, you know, 
in a lot of ways as something that every day is reminding me of my of my dependency on the Lord. Mm-hmm. Every you know every day I, I God has designed me or a third of my life is just spent incapacitated completely. So every day when I'm going to bed, it kind of reminds me, okay, I, I'm stopping from whatever I'm working on. These aren't, you know, quote, productive hours, but that's actually a good thing because it's reminding mm-hmm. me God is the one who, who is, who is actually accomplishing things in my life. Um, and then I do think of it as, I guess, a, a blessing, um, which it is obviously from God, because mm-hmm. after a hard day's work, it is a blessing to be able to get in bed. And we all know that. <laughs> That feeling, you know, it's like kind of yes. kicking your feet up almost after you've been working to yes. be able to, to just go to bed and uh-huh. and trust that God's the one who protects you and keeps you breathing while you sleep. And and um, Lord willing, you wake up the next day and you get to do it again. But yeah, I don't know if my answer is very good there. I don't know if that's a, a really uh, comprehensive idea of what sleep means to me. <laughs> but, but, you know, I do think just to, to go back to the psalm. It seems like those that first verse is it's all saying all of your efforts to be productive yes fail without the Lord right. unless the Lord builds the house right. those who build it labor in vain mm-hmm. unless the Lord watches over the city the watchman stays awake in vain so you can stay up and watch or to put it in you know in our context you can work hard at your job you can work hard as a parent you can work hard in whatever area God's given you to to live in. Mm-hmm. But unless the Lord is doing work in people's hearts, all your work is really vain. So yes. sleep is a really practical reminder of that, that if I'm burning the candle at both ends and sleeping four or five hours a night, I'm actually failing to recognize my place as just this tiny little cog in the wheel. And it's mm-hmm. the Lord who's the one who does the work. Mm-hmm. So that's I guess those, those are a few thoughts. What about you? Oh my goodness. What, first does, of all, sleep, what does sleep mean to you? First of all, that's a stellar <laughs> answer to a question you've never been asked before. What does sleep mean to you? Well, I have a couple things. Sleep means everything you said. Okay. So, you know, like when you pray and what does it say when someone, when you pray the same thing, what is that word that people use sometimes? Not ditto, not the same, but like you say, yeah, ditto, ditto, whatever, you know, everything Connor said and more. (laughs) No, so it means that I'm I'm ceasing to strive. Psalm 4610, right? Cease striving. And know that I am God. Right. I will be exalted. Right. And the idea of in the Hebrew, cease striving literally means relax, let go, be still. That's why be still and know that I am God. But to relax and let go, that you literally put yourself in the hands of God. And I think that I know, okay, I know I did not think of this when I was younger. You just go to sleep and then you wake up and you take it for granted. When we take something for granted, we say, well, this is just the way it always is. And it will always be. I think the older you get, and I know the older I get, the more conscious I am of life and death, kind of the Ecclesiastes uh, acknowledgement of life and death. And I truly think, um, you know, should I die before I wake? You know, my soul is in your hands, God. Um, the cease striving. But the other thing I would say is, is sweetness. That's the other word I would give hmm. is sweetness. Because sleep is sweet when your conscience is clear. We all know yeah. that when we wrestle and when we turn and twist and turn and, and just it's it, it's not working because we have unresolved things. But when you can go to bed and have sleet sweep, sweet, I said, what did I say? Sleet sweep, sleet sweep, <laughs> sweet sleep. Right. Um, the word, the Hebrew word for sweet there is just, it's just pleasant. It's just 
agreeable. It, it's sweet. It's it's like it's like the word of God that's like honeycomb, sweet to the soul, right? Like in Psalm nineteen, but I I just think that there's a sweetness that is just ah, it, it's almost like okay, there's a flower that I love to smell. I think it's called a jasmine. It's a little white flower on a little white bush. Okay. Okay, and I don't know. There's been two places Angela and I have lived where at nighttime the fragrance comes out on those, and I just one was on our front porch. And I tried to grow one on one of our front porches once and it died. And I need to grow one at my house now because I don't have one. I love the smell. I'm pretty sure it's jasmine. I love the smell of that flower, but it comes out at night. It only comes out at night. You don't smell it during the day, but it's in the evening. Hmm. You can smell the just a pungency. And I think the sweetness that's almost like almost undecipherable. It's like when you put your head on your pillow and it feels so good, kind of cool. You know what I mean? And it's just like, it just rests you. That's, that's the best kind of sleep. And I think that's, that for me, you know, your uh, sleep is, is sweet. Uh, when, when your conscience is clear. So therefore I want to live with a clear conscience. Amen. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking of Psalm six, David, probably writing after Bathsheba yes. says, I'm weary with my moaning. Every night I flood my bed with tears. I drench my couch with weeping. My eyes waste away because of grief. It grows weak because of all my foes. Um, yeah, there's there's the heart not the, at rest. The, yeah, like right? yeah. <laughs> you feel it at night if your heart is not. If uh-huh. you know, you know, there's something that that's that's plaguing your conscience. It's hard to get to sleep at night. That's for sure. Yeah. So take care of your issues. Seriously, yeah. that's one yeah. reason. Like for your well being, because you need to be able to sleep to get the rest for the new day. And you know, in the Old Testament, where it says, "As your days, so shall your strength be." Uh, it's the word of a poem. As your days, so shall your strength be divinely provided by the Almighty. Like God provides strength for the day and um, you need to um, you need to to, uh, to put yourself in that spot and be able to put your head on your pillow and go, all is well because God is good. Now, what if you're trying really hard? Here's one. I'm going to throw this at you. What if you're trying to be at peace with people as far as possible, you know, live at peace with all people, Romans 12, 18. What if you've tried and tried and tried and you go to bed and you're like, I, I couldn't, I couldn't bring it about and I'm not feeling great even though I feel like my conscience is clear. What do you do? What kind of sleep do you get there? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think obviously those are the kind of things that can still keep you up at night. Both of us have spent nights where we're, you know, our minds are having things swirling around unresolved relational conflicts and things that we know are happening between people in the body. Um, I think first Peter five, you know, becomes important there. Humble Mm -hmm. yourself, you know, under the the mighty hand of God at the proper time, he'll raise you up, casting your anxieties Mm -hmm. on him because he cares for you. Part of my humility is casting my, you know, um, I might have said desires, but I, I meant to say, you know, our anxieties uh-huh. upon the yeah. Lord, knowing that he cares. So, yeah. So I think, um, you know, even if I've done what I can to be at peace with somebody, Romans 12, and I, in that sense, can ha- have my conscience at rest. I think then if there's still relational pain, you know, I, would, I just need to take that to the Lord. He knows he, he cares about it. And if I can cast it on him, that's a, that's me practically exercising the humility of saying, God, this is not, this, this ball is not in my court. I can't, mm-hmm. you know, do, um, I can't do more than what I've done on this and I just need to trust you with it. Right. There can be, I guess that it would, it really would be a pride, you know, sometimes in holding on to something internally that really is the Lord's 
the Lord's area of activity. So mm-hmm. I think that's one thing I would say. Yeah. Praying about okay. it and then just trusting God. Yeah. Many a sleepless night. You know, even Paul said, look, I, I spent many a sleepless night. So I would say that the aggregate is the reason he could even say something like that is because the aggregate was, hey, I got a clear conscience before God and man, I can sleep. But if he's in danger from rivers and danger from robbers and right, all of that, right, right. he's going to have many a sleepless night and in there, those settings. And there probably will be nights, even as you are, um, even as you're trying to cast your anxieties, you know, mm-hmm. upon the Lord because he cares for you. Yeah. You're still, you're still facing, you know, challenges and there's things that are grieving your heart. And so you do stay up and, and you're thinking about it and praying about it. And and there's a the place where, you know, I'm going to get up and pray. Right. Right. You know, I think that that is important as well. You know, it's interesting that Paul in second Corinthians 11, what I was just referring to alluding to where he says, look, I, I've been on all these journeys on frequent journeys in danger from rivers, danger from robbers, danger from my own people danger from the Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers. It's like many a sleepless night. All those dangers are going to keep you from, from the sleep that you, you know, so, so desperately want and so dearly need, I think. Yeah. Um, let's talk about this though. What does, what does God given sleep give to you? Well, it gives you it gives you the nourishment that you need. I mean, you know, you can't go hardly a day without. And if anybody's tried to do an all nighter, you know how much that you know decimates you. We do that with the high school or junior high kids sometimes, and the kids they love it, but they still crash out, and the leaders don't love it, and we <laughs> we crash out too. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I think it, I mean it gives you just the the restoring you know energy to actually go and live your next day for the Lord. But then it gives you the, it, it humbles you too. Sometimes you're in the middle of working on something and you just, you kind of hit a wall and you can't go on <laughs> and you, you just realize, you know what, God, I, I'm trying to, you know, get this thing done, whatever it is, but right now I need to sleep. So I'm pausing and I'm trusting you that you're going to help me to, you know, get back up and work on it again tomorrow. That's it. It gives you that. I, I, um, I'd be curious to hear what you say too, but I also, I had a few other questions as well. Can I jump in with a few? Yes. All right. I'm going to just throw a few your way. I, I'm trying to think of ways that people could maybe go out of bounds when they're thinking about sleep. First thing that comes to mind is the person who just is, you know, um, really burning the candle at both ends. Mm-hmm. They're up late. They're up early. Maybe they're, you know, trying to kind of yeah. keep it going with coffee or fiber energy or whatever they got <laughs> going, you know? Sure. How would you, how would you encourage that kind of a person with, with what we've been talking about today? Well, I would say, ask the question why this continues like this in your life. Some people say, I don't need much sleep. I think that's a prideful, can, okay, let me say it this way. I think it can be prideful. Okay, I'm not going to presume to know someone else's heart, but I think that the person who says, I need four hours of sleep a night and that's all I need, I, I feel like God is going to humble them in some way to get them more sleep. You know, it's interesting you mentioned that humility of sleep is that so many times, even I would um, keep working on something till late at night and say, I'm just going to push through and get it done. And as I've gotten older, I'm like, you know, I'm going to go to sleep and trust God to give me the wherewithal. And maybe the words won't be perfectly in line, but they'll be what I need, uh, even in preaching, where I might want to over, you know, over develop something in the sermon. And it's like, no, I'm just going to go to bed and trust that I know this. I've been studying this all week or, or longer 
And I'm going to trust God to give me the right words, even if I don't have every word Mm -hmm. in mind. Mm -hmm. And the idea of I need the sleep and the rest and I'll need it in the moment tomorrow more than I need that extra time of study. So I guess the question I would, I would really pose to someone is, well, wait, why do you not need much sleep? And, you know, could it be, is it somehow, you know, exposing a self-sufficiency that's turned into pride or a, you know, I'm, I'm the only one that can do this and no one else can. Right. And we do get ourselves into frenzies like that at times. So, yeah. you know, I think what God, what God given sleep gives you, you that nourishment, but that humility and that strength, you know, to, to keep serving Christ, I think is the important part. Many people take, again, take sleep and rob, they rob God in every area of their life and they're taking sleep and, and goodness and everything and saying, this is all for me. And, and the heart that, that, wants to please Christ says, this is all from you. And because this is all from you, I'm going to be grateful and not abuse what you have given me. Therefore, I will get the right amount of sleep as opposed to I'm going to go ahead and keep burning the midnight oil. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a balance. Some people sleep too much. There's a sluggard. There's a sluggard. I was going to ask you about that. I think we know. Yeah. Yeah, I think we know what's going on with that. Yeah. Yeah. So the the sluggard is doing something else, but the sleep, the sleeper, the real, the good sleeper is, is just going to be ready to serve. Right. So I think we could probably close it with that kind of an idea that, you know, you want to live with a, with a clear conscience. Sleep is important. You need sleep and food and water to keep living and serving Christ and you can't do without any of those things for very long without putting yourself in some kind of jeopardy. Right. And putting the work in jeopardy. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe just a, a final thought, just to kind of jump onto what you were saying. I'm I'm thinking of a few friends right now who have young kids at home. And, you know, we can think of all kinds of situations why somebody might have a really interrupted sleep pattern. And I think, you know, I think there is a way that somebody can be struggling with not getting enough sleep and it's not pride. They know that they, (laughs) they know they'd want more sleep, but life circumstances are just, you know, putting them in a spot where they're not able to get some. So I, you could, you know, add anything you'd like to, to this, but I I would just think for the person in that situation, the encouragement would be um, in that time of weakness where, you know, you need more sleep. It gives you a special opportunity to just lean on the Lord and ask for his help to get you through the day. Um, And, and you're knowing that at the same time, it's just for a season and you're, you know, you're praying that at the right time, God will help mm-hmm. you to have a, a better balance in that area. Yes. And I want to be sensitive. Uh, final thought too, is I want to be sensitive to the person who has sleep problems and maybe there's a medical condition. Maybe there's something going on in your life and you're like, wait a minute, you haven't said anything about that. And I just want to say that is a whole nother thing. And it's valid. And it's if you desperately want to sleep and are not able to, the one thing I would, I would just throw out to you and, and you, you might say, well, I've, I've tried this over and over, but seriously try to surrender yourself to God and say, Lord, please grant me sleep. Please help me to be able to sleep tonight. Might even be just tonight for you. And just know that we're praying for you and know that we, we are sensitive to all the different things that are going on and it's everything isn't so cut and dry and everything isn't so easy. So thanks for joining us today on this How Important Is Sleep uh, podcast. Hopefully it's helpful for the church and encouraging. And uh, join us next time on the Ordinary Church podcast for the church, about the church. God bless you.